previously on Funny Science Fiction. <laughs> and they always say that the uh, sound booth is a great place to murder someone because you scream like crazy and people just, oh, they're just doing a party. They're just doing a party. <laughs> and then they can just, you know, dispose of the body later in the evening. Or <laughs> Hi, this is OG Banks, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. The podcast that's the reason Gordon Shumway swears off eating cats. You're welcome, kitties. Before we introduce our guest... Let's say hello to our special guest co-host. He's been a guest and a guest host before, Frank Duran from the Warped Shelf podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited to be back. I, I thanks. I don't know why you keep inviting me back. I I feel like I inflict so much terror, and then you guys just—it's <laughs> the mayhem. We like the mayhem. We like the mayhem. What can I say? I mean, the fact that we do the podcast to begin with, I mean, obviously we're questionable people. So it just <laughs> you just kind of go with it, you know? It's, it's part of the flow. Just yeah. roll with they're, it. They're like, oh, yep, uh, Batman villain, podcast host, very close connection there. There What's you go. It's the, it's the laugh. We just keep you around for the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're super excited to talk with our, our special guest, Um uh, and we brought Frank here as well for this. He's also very excited. Uh, and we're here today to introduce you to OG Banks. Now, OG is an amazing voice actor with a huge portfolio of work. And personally, I am most excited to talk to him about his work as Power Man or Luke Cage. And, you know, some Miles Morales too, but, you know, Luke <laughs> Cage. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, I love me some Luke Cage. <laughs> nice. So, OG, hey, thanks for being on the show. We're so excited to have a few minutes to sit down and chat with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate being here. Thanks. Yeah, we, you know, we've been talking to a lot of, we were talking about this pre-show right before you came in, um, that we've been talking with a lot of voice actors as of late, and because you guys are cool, man. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, seriously, I am very impressed by what voice actors do. The fact that you can have a conversation, and I watched another interview uh, of yours with somebody else, and I, I can't remember the, the woman's name who interviewed you, and I, and I am so sorry uh, to her for not remembering her name. This is bad of me. Probably um, JJ. Was it JJ? I, think it was I, I don't remember, but you were yeah. talking about how you had a conversation in one of your scenes between Power Man and Miles Morales, and oh, how yeah. you did, you just did, you read the whole rundown, bouncing yeah. back and forth between characters. And yeah. I'm like, see, that's why I want to talk to this guy right there. That's <laughs> I can barely talk to myself in one voice, let alone multiple. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's the fun. That's the fun. I mean, that's the fun of being a little bit crazy, too. You know what I mean? You can do, <laughs> you can do stuff like that. You have to be a little crazy. In order to <laughs> Love it. Well, you know, that does explain some of our previous guests. <laughs> well, you got to be a little crazy to do podcasting, too. So, I mean, hey, there's that. So, all right, OG, I got to get this out of the way uh, or I'm going to explode uh, because I am. A, 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 what's that? You, he literally will. Wilhelm scream and all. Just yeah, I, I will be sitting here giggling like a school child if I don't get this out of me pretty quickly. Um, I'm a huge Luke Cage fan. I mean, that's, you know... Uh, so from the comics to the video games, you know, I think of Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Ultimate Alliance 2. He was my favorite character to play in those games. I couldn't wait to unlock him and, and use that character uh, to the live action run on Jessica Jones, to his own show, to carrying around that sorry, weak excuse for Danny Rand and Iron Fist on his back throughout Defenders. Um, I've always thought Luke Cage, there's the hot take for the day. Uh, I've always thought Luke Cage was super, super cool. Um and I know that some of what the work that you do, I, I'm sure some of it you take because, hey, it's a paycheck and I'm, I'm getting paid and this will get me going to the next job. But did voicing Luke Cage and being able to say sweet Christmas mean anything more to you or or were you a Luke Cage? Were you a Luke Cage fan coming into this? Um, I wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Sorry, I have a child back there. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> so, does, so does Kathleen. It's all good. OK, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't have that deep of info about Luke Cage. But once I was auditioning for the part, I like dove in and I, I did all kinds of research, all kinds of research um, from the old to the new, um, because this was like, um, because they were doing a new spin on it where it was like the younger Luke Cage. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Power so, man. So all the stuff I was reading, it was like the older Luke Cage, you know, and he was like a man. And I was like, well, 
how was he when he was a kid? You know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but once I but once I did book the book the part, I re- I remember that um, my voiceover my voiceover friend said, okay. It's your responsibility that you have to know everything about this character. You have to take it to heart. You have to. I was like, I'm honored to play it. I was like, they go, no, you have to know your research and do the history and everything. So I did. You know, I did. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did all that research beforehand because once we started recording, I could kind of, you know, that was the one big note. Cool. He's cool. I had to be cool. You know, right. a cool superhero. You know, so it was like, so that that was the that that was that was the thing was uh trying to be cool and trying to be the superhero and trying to fit in with this group this group of superheroes. Um, but but my 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 character kind of took on the like uh I was the glue of the group. I was the glue yeah. of our group. You know what I mean? I turned out to be the glue of the group, and it turned out to be that way because uh in real life. We were all friends, and I was kind of like like Power Man, the glue of our group of friends, you know. <laughs> nice, uh, which was which was pretty cool. But Luke Cage is um, he's he's cool. He is real cool. And Sweet Christmas. Now, when it came to Sweet Christmas, I was like, <laughs> Who says Sweet Christmas? And what Christmas? <laughs> you know, I was like, Did he get candy for Christmas? <laughs> What is this sweet Christmas? Now, I thought it was a holiday thing, but then no. they had me fighting, fighting monsters and saying sweet Christmas after I, after I beat them up, you know? So I was like, I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. Where, did they, who came up with sweet Christmas? Who thinks of that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a euphemism for, for profanity because I believe it was his grandmother did not like profanity. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and so... <laughs> Yeah, and so so uh, instead of saying other words that would get him in trouble uh, around around his grandmother, it was uh, <laughs> sweet Christmas, sweet sweet Christmas. Christmas. So are we going to allow Luke Cage euphemisms on our show now? Because uh, bingo, I'm so for that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but I've been saying sweet Christmas for years. So uh. <laughs> See, I, I am all for the, the strange not swearing. Let's do it. <laughs> So yeah, that's cool. So and, and all that deep dive on your trivia uh, that you know about Luke Cage trivia now is going to help you out at the end of the show when we play our trivia game. Oh no! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> was, that, was that too early to get send out the worry warning? Games oh, too. Games too. OG's looking at his watch. OG's he's like, yeah, look at that time. I, I got to go. I got a thing to catch. <laughs> He's just gonna like kick kick his kid and be like, "Oh no, my kid's crying! I gotta get him." <laughs> oh, man. oh man! Not that I condone kicking children ever. <laughs> ever. We might edit that part. Out. <laughs> might be tempting sometimes. But... It's all good. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you you do so much voice acting for not only movies but for games also. And as a gamer, and uh, uh, I was, I really love your take of uh, 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 Firestorm in Injustice. I, oh. I was so hyped to hear that you were that, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of that game. And basically, uh, are you a gamer? And what is, if so, what is your go-to game? Uh, yes, I am a gamer. My go-to game is NBA. Is NBA? Is NBA Two K? <laughs> Uh, nice, uh, nice. I, I, I don't know. Just the, uh, the feel of slamming that basketball. My character slamming, and it looks like me. And <laughs> also, I love hearing the commentator say, "Thanks with the ball." Thanks, right? Is right. <laughs> calling my name? So I, I love that. I love that. I'm a Super Mario. I'm a Mario fan. I love Mario. Nice. I love Mario games. I'm a Mario. I'm a big Mario fan. Um, I'm not, I'm not good with, um, I'm not good with, um, like, uh, horror games because, uh, they scare me too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even with the lights on, uh, yeah, I get that. They, they, they scare me. Um, I get that. and then the puzzle games, puzzle games, I'm not good at puzzle games. I'm not good at puzzle <laughs> games either. Um, I'll be, I'll be stuck in the room for hours and I'll throw the controller, you know, or something. I, I'm not good at puzzle games. Uh, but yeah, it, it, NBA, NBA is my go-to. And now with Firestorm, that was um, 
that was a cool that was a cool job because I had to wear a headpiece. They had me wearing a headpiece with a with the kit with the light and the camera that came down and up right here, right? And then mm -hmm. I had like a belt on, and I was in this big, huge studio, like wailing my arms and doing the performance. But I was so out of character with that performance, and I really trusted the director because um, we really had to find the voice, find yeah. the character, and so I kind of like went with what my acting teacher said. He said, "If you're feeling out of." out of your zone then you're you're doing a good job you're like in it you know and i yeah. just and i just trusted and i was in it and i and i did it but here's the funny thing we had a break we had a break and so you know break and i'm eating my little cheese and i had a little <laughs> water you know and so we come back to break and the lady puts on the headpiece with the with the camera coming right up there and and so they go okay og you ready to start and they go and and then there's silence and then they come back on. They said, "Oh, excuse us, but um, could you get a tissue? You have some boogers. You have, <laughs> you have some boogers up in your nose. Could you could you get a tissue and, and get those boogers?" I was mortified. I didn't know what to do. I mean, of course. I mean, I get the tissue, and then I'm, I'm doing my own. I but here's the worst part. There's no mirror there. So I'm like, did I get them? Did, <laughs> did I get did I get all the boogers? And they're like, no, on your left nostril, there's stuck right, there's one stuck there. And I'm like, and then I'm thinking, are my hairs coming out or something? What is I uh, just just a nightmare. That was a nightmare. <laughs> but, but um, but um, that was an awesome and we did that job. It took like a long time for that job. We did that job for several, several months, you know? Wow. I, remember, I remember going in there and like doing a performance for like almost all day. And then they're like, okay, we'll see you in a couple months. I'm like, really? We didn't finish? <laughs> um, it, was, it was a lot of dialogue. It was a lot. But that was a, that was a fun. That was a fun one. That was fun. Yeah, I think that's one of the more fun parts of Injustice is that it does have so many lines of dialogue and interaction between characters and seeing Firestorm interact with everybody is is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I was surprised like with a, a beat-em-up video game like that, you usually don't have that much dialogue. Usually it's just taking punches and giving punches, you know? <laughs> but um, I was talking. So there you that, go. Was, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. I, I, I have to say that your story there um, is a very close rival to Robin Curtis's story of trying to find the the seam line <laughs> in William Shatner's toupee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had Robin Curtis on a uh, couple weeks back, uh -huh. and we just posted her interview. And we talked to her. We were talk, she was talking about funny stories from being on set. And she talks about how, you know, she's standing up on the hill behind William Shatner. And she's like, and I was there. So I'm, I'm looking and I'm trying to, she's like, it's the best toupee I've ever seen. She's like, but I think I found the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, your story is, your guys' stories are like a one and a one A. That's pretty close there, OG. That's pretty good. <laughs> so... You mentioned that, I mean, this is totally not the question I had actually prepared, but mm -hmm. with video games, you said you don't like horror video games. That they scare you. Yeah, I really do get scared. I, but I, you did voices on Last of Us Part 2. I, I know, I did. I did. I did. How, how, did you, how did you deal with the fact that you knew it was going to be a scary game? And I'm sure, there, I haven't actually played that one yet. Um, but I know there's a lot really? of scary things. And, uh, they come at you, you know, like the zombies, <laughs> they move. They get at your face. That's what freaks you out. I've dealt with enough bloaters in my time. Those things are freaky. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, but when I went in, when I went in for that game, I was like, I, you know, I was a little, you know, I knew it was like scary. I played the, I played the first one, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't finish it because once I got to the part where it's like this underground or sewer part and all these monsters, especially this flower looking monster thing just, just kept eating me. And I was just, and, and it was so dark and I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. Um, but the cool thing is when I did The Last of Us 2, there were three other people there in the room with me, other actors in there. Oh, I wasn't alone, you know? So it was like, we were kind of like talking amongst each other and like talking about things, you know? So it was a, <laughs> it was a lot better than being alone and scared. But that's another thing. Were you in the room with Laura Bailey though? What's that? What? Were you in the room with Laura Bailey? No, no, oh. not on that one. Not on that one. I know Laura very well. She's awesome. 
<laughs> Sorry, I love her. She's awesome. I like, always see her doing her superhero stuff. That's when I see her. <laughs> so Tim has already showed off his Funko. Yeah. But, but I have my little Laura Bailey Critical Role one. Yes. <laughs> I have Laura and Travis, so I have um, I have Grog too. <laughs> nice. Look at you. Look at you. Right. Yeah, I always see last of us and Laura Bailey, and I just I absolutely adore her. <laughs> Laura's awesome. She's a she, she and she's a true superhero in life. I would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's yeah. married to Thor, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> so, back to my what I'd actually prepared as a question, but then I got distracted and it happened. So, as a young man, what influenced you? What made you decide that voice acting was the direction you wanted to go? Oh well, I was a I was a big Eddie Murphy fan. You know, I watched a lot of Eddie Murphy's movies, um, nice. all his stand up and everything. Um, so he he was really my big influence was. Um, I did a lot, a lot of Eddie Murphy movies, uh, um, and so with with that, that propelled me into acting, um, wanting to do acting, and so um, and then and and um, and I guess um, when I was really young in grade school, um, I was the only chocolate child in my school, and I remember one day they wanted to do a, a, a school play, and these people were coming out, these directors were coming out to the school to do a play, and so. They had the whole school there and they said, so we need somebody who's the most talented person here. I didn't even do it. I was new to the school, but because I was chocolatey, everybody pointed to me. <laughs> everybody pointed to me. And they said, oh, gee. And I was like, me? So I had, <laughs> and this is no lie. So I had to do the lead of this play uh, in school when I was a little tight. And so from there, you know, and everybody was like great and, and so from there, my mom took me to classes and all that. And then I grew up doing more and more and more. Um, so I was doing on camera. And then my on camera agent said, hey, I have this voiceover thing. You want to go out for this voiceover thing? I said, yes, indeed I do. And then, and so I, I went out for it and I booked it. And it was, it was like this, this puppy dog for this frozen pizza, this kid's frozen pizza. You know, and I was like, I was like, oh, I like this job. You know, I was like doing my frozen pizza thing, thing. I was like, this is cool. But then, but then, but then I'll never forget this. He was like, okay, I got a big one for you. He was like, uh, this is a voiceover. And it was for Space Jam. And I remember, I remember um, going into the audition for Space Jam and the director said, hey, you see that picture on the wall? He I said, yes. And he said, well, I need a voice for that. I need a voice for that character. And I want you to read that dialogue using that voice. I said, what? what? Nobody told me this in advance. I prepared my, my cool guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I said, I didn't know I was going to be this monster on the, on the table. Right? So anyway, I did that. Um, I, he gave me the whole script, called me back. I met Ivan Reitman. I, and I started doing that movie. And once I booked Space Jam, that's when I was like, hmm. Let me inquire about some voiceovers. <laughs> and that's when I like really got like an agent, did my demo, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and the rest focused. is history. And I just focused on voiceover. I was like, let me stick with this because this is jamming. I loved it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. just kept going. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I also like to talk to our guests uh, about their other work, not just the nerdy stuff that we may have brought them on here to talk about, you know, the, the, the Luke Cages and the Miles Morales and the Naruto's and the Baruto's and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but back in 1992, you sir had some dancing feet. Uh, you were one of the dancers in the movie Newsies. <laughs> yes. 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 And, uh, yes. Uh -huh. and is my wife's absolute favorite really? musical and movie. Like, and she's head over heels for it. It's one of the things that, like, if we're just hanging around and I'm just like, what about a movie? She's like, Newsies. And I'm just like, didn't we just <laughs> like, but, you know, like, it, it's just like, and you know, it's just like, but why not? Why not? Throw it on. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. See, I need to watch it again and be like, and there he is. I found him. <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it, I'm curious about this because now, as Kathleen can attest to, I'm not the world's biggest fan of musicals. Uh huh. Um, Which is the world's biggest understatement. 
I was okay. Okay, just all right, fine. But I was wondering, <laughs> were you a trained dancer coming into that, and is that something you kept up with? Uh, no, I was not a trained dancer. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, I mean, I, I tried my hardest, but I could. I can't bend. You know, I can't. I'm not really bendable, like with the legs and things. So, but I remember going to that Newsies audition, and they said, "Oh, gee, wow." You're an actor that moves well. That's what they called me. You know, an actor that moves well. <laughs> That's a huge compliment. You're like, hey. I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, but I, that, 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 it was difficult for me to learn all those moves. Um, the songs were, I got the songs, the songs. I can get the songs. But the choreography, there was a lot of that choreography. And there were real I mean, those guys were real dancers. I mean, jumping up and touching their toes with their hands and, and spinning like 50 times. And and then here's me, the actor that moves well, right? <laughs> I will never forget this. I'll never forget. There was this one time, it was this big, big shot, right? And and it was this big dance scene. And I'm like, okay, let me, and let me remember my part. And I had to spin around. I remember I had to turn around and drop to the ground and turn up, right? Oh, that's hard for an actor that moves well. Okay. <laughs> All these, I've seen, you know, in rehearsal, these dancers were just twirling and dipping and dipping and dipping and diving and twirling. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, help me. Can you help me? And and I'll never forget. It was like, all right, action. And here's the shot. And, and I'm doing the dance, the choreo. And I go, oh, here comes the twirl, dip and dive. And I did the, and I halved it. I twirled and I, half dips and I went up and curled and I said, oh, maybe I got away with it. And no, Kenny Ortega, he called me over and he said, OJ, you ruined this whole shot. We had to do it all over again. I said, oh, I'm sorry, Kenny. You better believe I dipped and turned that next day. Over. I couldn't believe I could do that dance. I was like, look at me. I dipped and turned and I right on beach. And I said, I said, he's not going to call my name again. But he did. But just say good job. Just say good job. I'm sure that as soon as that was done, you were like checking your hamstrings. Okay, no, that one's still attached. Oh. We're good here. All right. Every every dance scene, I was sweating. And five, one, two, three, five, one, two, three, one, two, five, five, four, one, two, three. You know, just trying to remember. I was the, I was struggling in that movie, but I did it. I got it's through impressive. it and I did it. So you've told us how you got into voice acting and now that you have expressed that you are an actor who moves well, was it easy to go just to voice acting instead of being a dancer? <laughs> it was, you know why? Because in voice acting, you only have your voice and to get that sound, you have to move and twirl. Um, people say that I dance like Michael Jackson when I'm recording because I have to, because I have to, you know, get every, you know, every inch and everything in there. You know, I really have to contort my body. And I think Newsies and all the bending exercises and the dancing and all that helped me to really use my body and like, I guess, be loose and, and not be afraid to, you know, I think if I did it before, I would have really been constricted and I, I would have been a little shy to really like, yeah, to do that. I would have been, eh, 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 but not, ah, where you have to be with the animation, you know? Right. So I think it really, it really helped me to break out of my shell a little. Can you tell? <laughs> Almost 30 years down the line, it's still helping you. I, I am, I am shocked how conservative you are <laughs> and, and pulled back. One of the most boring guests we've ever had. This, this is a horrible. We got to scrap the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Kid. Grab that um, kid. Bring him in here. <laughs> um, the, the, speaking of like putting your body into it, uh, I am currently in the middle of watching Baki in the third season. Oh. I'm like episode four. And um, I absolutely love Muhammad Ali Jr. Come on. He's hype. He's just hype. He just comes in and he's just like, nope, I am the son of Muhammad Ali. Just take his chin out. Like, 
how do you get ready to do anime type yelling? Like, do you, is it, is it kind of like a workout thing? Like what, what, what do you do to get ready to do something that involves a lot of yelling? Oh, I wake up, I wait, um, like if it's a nine o'clock, um, I have to be there at nine o'clock, I wake up hours before, be, you know, so that I'm up, you know, cause you have to be up and ready, you know, cause if you're saying cloud strike or something like that, you know, you gotta, you gotta really go for it. You know, you gotta do that. Um, and with Baki, Baki, oh my gosh. Hell, I mean, the bones coming out and the and the blood. I've never I've never seen an anime or a cartoon like that. So when I was actually recording and I would see my hands break, those were my real sounds of oh goodness, I was oh that it got to me. It really got to me because I've never seen anything like that. I mean, here I am. I said, Oh, I love this character. Look at me, I think I'm cool. I'm trying to pick up on my best friend's girlfriend or fiance or whatever. I said, who, who wrote this? I said, this is such soap opera goodness, you know? But then the next scene, my, my bones are just breaking and that, but those were real reactions. I was like, oh my. And, and then I kept asking, why, why do I have to get beat up so bad? <laughs> why, am I, why are my knuckles crushed? <laughs> why are my feet crushed? I mean, it was like after every fight, more raps, more limps. You know, I was like, "What is? Can I win? Can I, can I win? I was like, <laughs> but those are, <laughs> but Frank, those are real sounds. I was like, yeah, that was really gross. Yeah. I was like, oh. It's it's brutal. It's oh, brutal. Oh, oh, but you gotta be. But you gotta. Whatever time is your session, you gotta be up and ready, mm. like you're. Like, like in the middle of a treadmill or something, you want to be ready to go. Like, like those basketball players that are on the bicycle on the side, <laughs> and you're like, "Why are they riding that bicycle?" You know, and so they can come in running, right? That's that's, that's me. Come in running. Yeah. You know? There you go. Love that. <laughs> Love that approach. That's yes. awesome. That's fantastic. All right, so OG, you're a very busy voice actor artist. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of voiceover work. And I'm sure that as much as it's clear you enjoy what you do, yeah, but it can all I'm sure that it is also draining mentally, physically, emotionally at times. Mm -hmm. Now, just like anybody, no matter what you're doing, no matter how much you enjoy what you do, you have to be able to take a break. So what do you do during your downtime to help to rest your voice and recharge your your batteries? Oh, well, one thing I, I try not to talk. You know, I try not to talk. I try to limit my jokes to my friends and everything. You know, I try to, I try to like decompress and relax and chill. I, I watch a lot of TV, but I do that because that's my homework anyway. I have to keep up with things, you know. So I watch a lot of TV. But to relax, I go to the park a lot. I go to the park. I do a lot of walks. That kind of old man stuff. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I sound like an old man. I have bread and I feed the pigeons. That's what I do. I feed the pigeons. I sit on a park bench and I feed the pigeons. That's I mean, you, you include a thermos of hot tea. You're right there, man. That's boring. I'm a traveling chessboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I like sports. I love sports, so I go to sporting events whenever I can. Whenever I can, I'm always at the Staples Center. In fact, I'm going tonight for the Lakers oh. game. What? Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I play games. I'm looking at my video games now, so I play games. You know, um, not just that. I have like stand-up video games and stuff that I play. Mm, puzzles. I'll do. I started doing puzzles <laughs> to use my mind. You know, to use my mind and to to be a little bit uh, more intellectual, but on the fun side of intellectual. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Sudoku and all that. Yeah. Everybody knows. I think I tried Sudoku once for like all of 10 minutes, got ticked and deleted the app. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was done it with it. Do well with numbers. <laughs> I, I fell in love with Sudoku when they had the DS that you could turn upwards. And then it was Brain Age. And it was Dr. Miyoto being like, I don't know. This is how I make you smarter. Play Sudoku. And you were like, yes. 
Yes, I will be smarter through the DS, and that was all a lie. That was all. I, lie. I, I may have yelled at the doctor, "Screw you, doctor!" And yeah, <laughs> I never played. Never played. Not saying I'm the shortest on patients, but you know, pretty close there. Maybe. A little bit. So you've talked about your extensive work, and especially in anime. I'm not a huge anime fan. Okay, but uh, I'm that's here. okay. I'm here. That's okay. Right? Don't worry. Don't that's worry. I'm here. You fine. That's why we bring Frank. I did notice in your extensive work history that you were in a few episodes of Naruto. So how does working in a dub show differ from playing a character like Miles Morales or Luke Cage? Oh, it's a big difference. With Miles and Luke Cage, you have freedom to like actually like read the words and have time and space to perform and act. When it comes to dubbing anime, it, it's hard because they show you they show you the anime and it's the Japanese version, so it's the Japanese guy saying whatever, but whatever timing he has in saying those words, that's the time that's the time that I have to say my English words to put in there. Oh, so okay. it's hard to it's hard to stick all my acting uh, details that I wanted to stick in there if I only have like this amount of time to to get it right. in. You know what I mean? So it's really like I really play a game of like how can I get my details in with just this amount of time? How can I get how can I get me in in just amount of time and stay in this character and be true? Um, uh, the one good thing is the ja uh, the uh, Frank going back to your the battle things, the battle scenes and stuff. The Japanese the Japanese versions like are really good with like all their battle cries and shouts and stuff. So I, you know, I, I kind of copied them on that kind of stuff. You know, they're, they're really good at that. They're really good at that. But really the dubbing thing, the hardest thing is the timing. And, and here's one thing though, too. It's like, um, there might be a lot of words in English to say and just this amount of time to say it. So you're really working with the director because they're like changing lines on the fly. So the, 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 the line might've been, hey, are you gonna go over there and see that? I don't know. And then, uh, you know, and then, then they have to change it to, hey, you see that? You know, they're changing yeah. something. Or they, or they put in totally other different words or they do a whole new sentence. So you got to be ready to, like, you know, make that sound like it's being said the first time, even though it's not what you, like, were ready to say. You know, it's like they're okay. it on the fly. You know, because a lot of times there would be, like, the character might sit on screen. is like, it looks like they're saying, buh. You know, so they, they yeah. make sure to put, like, a B word in there where it's like a, bleh, you know, whatever, whatever the sentence is, you know? So there's a, there's a lot of that going on. So you have to be patient and you have to be ready to like say the, bleh, you know, whatever. Yeah. whatever. It, it's some Picard 4, 4D chess stuff. It's uh it's absolutely a, a different mind game. Absolutely. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like when I go in for the dubbing, I'm like, okay, I'm here to play a game. It's like, okay, it's a timing game and, you know, it's a dubbing game. It's a total. Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Miles, I'll I'll show off my gear. Oh, wow. I got Miles nice. there, and then I got the one of my favorite Miles stories, Spider Man. Nice, nice. Uh, love Miles. Miles is one of my favorite all time characters because, you know, Peter Parker's got no. Let's go to Miles. Let's go. You know, like everyone's comfortable with Peter. Let's go yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been loving the Miles stuff. I've been loving the Miles stuff. And to be a part of it, I just feel so honored. You know? Yeah. It's cool. So yeah. Speaking of being part of stuff, you're part of so many franchises. So many. It, it seems like going through your IMBD, you're just like, oh, my. Oh, my. He's <laughs> you're like, you're like, another franchise. Um, which one has meant the most to you personally? Um, well... Spider-Man, definitely, but my new one, I would have to say, would be the Muppet Babies. Yeah. Uh, uh, because uh, just, uh, yes, and, uh, you know, I watched the Muppets when I was a kid, you know, uh, the, 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 the beginning song, it's time <laughs> to play them, you know, uh, Kermit and everything, and so it's like I tell my friends, and you know, um, when I go into the session, it's like, Kermit the Frog is like, hi, OG. Miss Piggy is like, hi, OG. They'd say it in their voice. And I'm like, oh, my God, Miss Piggy. <laughs> saying hello to me. Miss Piggy knows my name. Yeah, it's so funny. And, and this was, like, one of the only times in my life where 
you know, it's we're reading the script and Kermit the Frog has his line and and you know, uh, Gonzo is doing his line and and it's my turn and I'm just I was just enjoying the performance and I said, "Oh!" And they go, "OG." I go, "Oh, that's I said I'm in this I'm in this show too. I get to, I get to do this too." I said, "That's right." I just had a, a I always I always go to my uh, kid thought, you know, whenever I Whenever I'm doing oh, it, you know, yeah, it's just it's so, like, it's so crazy. It's crazy. It's like the real life version of Walter in the Muppet movie when he finally meets the Muppets and he forgets how to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Totally, yeah. I would totally do the same thing. I yeah. love Muppets. Yeah, you're you're just like speechless. Like when it's like, wow, yeah, that's Fozzie Bear. That sure is Fozzie Bear. Yeah, that. <laughs> and I always say, "Wow, you sound just like him." But it's like they're like, "I am him." I'm like, "I know, I know, I know." <laughs> but yeah, we have Muppets. just just started introducing my daughter to Muppets not that long oh, ago. Really? She's two and a half, and she loves them. Oh, sweet, awesome. sweet! It's so much fun to to get to relive those little bits of my childhood mm -hmm. through her. Yeah, and it's like. Once the Muppet Show went up on Disney, and I'm like, oh, we're watching the Muppet Show. <laughs> and of course, the first episode I pull up is the Vincent Price episode. Oh, and I'm like, I could have started at season one, episode one, but Vincent Price. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my daughter was just like, uh huh. Was she was she scared, or did she not get him? Or she she didn't get it. She was like, okay. Uh -huh. But then we watched a couple other episodes, and she's like, oh, the Muppets. Like, That's what I wanted. Okay. Exactly. Awesome. As long as the, you know the best episode, the one with Mark Hamill. Uh, oh yeah, that's, it. that's the that's probably the best one. That is that is. But we watched the the Muppet Babies too, and she's like, "Yay, Muppets!" That's a little more her speed. Oh, yeah, probably. That's there you awesome. go. Yeah. So, OG, uh, we have mm -hmm. a we have a Facebook group that we that we share all these episodes with, okay. and our group right now is up to a hundred and twenty five thousand members. We just oh. crossed that plateau here wow. recently, so it's wow, growing. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it's growing leaps and bounds. So I put a, I put a, uh, a notice out there that we were recording with you today, and you put out some of the voices that you do. Uh, and so one of our Facebook group members had this question for you. Okay. Uh, Chris Wheeler wanted to know which character, which you haven't voiced yet, would be your dream role. Oh wow, that's a toughie. Oh wow! Um, I okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 yep. Deadpool. Oh, oh my gosh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I would love to play Deadpool. Those jokes. Oh sure. People. I mean, I just I think Deadpool's a genius. And oh, I he is. Love, I would love to. That would be. So much fun! I remember when we did a, when we did Ultimate Spider-Man and Deadpool. Deadpool was in in one of the scenes, and 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 the guy that came in, I was like, I'm so jealous of you! I'm so jealous of you! You get to play Deadpool! Oh yeah, I think uh, I think Deadpool. I'd like to play Deadpool for sure. That's I would awesome. be okay with Ryan Reynolds being replaced by you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And that's hard to say because Ryan Reynolds should be replaced by nobody. Yeah, he, I like. I'm a fan of him. He's he's. I like him. <laughs> I, I, no, I think that'd be really fun, and I think what you need to do is you you need to, you probably should have just turned to the director and go, you know, I can do more than one voice at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I have proven this. <laughs> you would be like the sassiest Deadpool ever, and that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would. Or if that's like, the level of sass that Deadpool needs. You know, yeah. if we do, if there's like a multiverse thing where they bring in another Deadpool, you could be the, the multiverse oh, Deadpool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Good idea, Tim. Good idea. Nice. I, I mean, that. because you know, Peter Parker and and Miles were in the same scene together. And, you know, all you know, multiverse Spider Man's. Why yeah. not? There's multiple Deadpools. Yeah. Yeah. So why not? And so many awesome. other ones. So if any casting directors are watching this, uh, OJ would be amazing as Deadpool, yep. and he has our support. See you. <laughs> so. Definitely. So all right, cool. So Chris, I hope that answers your question. I hope you're satisfied with the answer, uh, because. Well, I am. I thought it was a really good answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honest answer. My honest answer. No, I love it. I think it's a great answer. All right, so OG, we're at a point in our show now where we want to play a little quiz game with you. It's oh, a you. It's a five question game. Okay. Now okay. all these questions are based upon Luke Cage and Miles Morales. Okay. 
So hopefully uh, not too difficult for you, but I, I think I have one or two in here that might that might cause you to have a little bit of trepidation. Okay. All right. So if you get three of those questions right, I want to send you the, not this mug, but you know one that hasn't been drank out of yet. Uh, but this is the I gave to the red shirt widows and orphans mug. That's where, okay? okay. And on the back side of it, it has our funny. Yeah, there we go. Funny science fiction logo. Okay. okay. If you get four questions right, I want to send you the mug and this book, which is Custodians of the Cosmos, written by our group founder Drayton Allen. Okay. It's all about a young man who wanted to join Starfleet in uh, in the Star Trek universe. But uh, he wasn't any good at it, so he washed out and became a custodian on one of the ships. And his job is now is to boldly clean up after those who boldly just went. So, <laughs> it is one of the funniest books I've ever read. <laughs> now, I wasn't expecting that back there. <laughs> so, and we'll make sure that if you if you get to the book level, we'll make sure that Drayton uh, autographs it for you and puts some puts cool. some, ni some nice words in the front of it for you. However. As Frank can attest to, if you don't get to at least three questions, we we want to take your picture and make a <laughs> meme out of you and, and post it in our group. We call it a fun sequence. <laughs> okay. Are you good with that? Oh, I'm totally fine. I'm fine with you that. Are, yeah. You All are right. in good company in the meme world, though. You, yeah. Frank, yeah. Is, Frank is a meme recipient. Okay. <laughs> good. Give it to me. I feed off memes. That's right. Dan Povenmire from Phineas and Ferb, the co-creator Phineas and Ferb, okay. is one of our meme recipients. Uh, we got one more out there somewhere. I don't remember who yet, but it's, he's out there remember. somewhere. Uh, we should write it. It's just me. And we Tim. had a list. And then somewhere. and then Robin Curtis just wanted us to make a meme of her because she thought it sounded like fun, so we did. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? It was Alan from Level Up Lightsabers. We haven't done his episode yet, but I have his pictures, so that's that's uh, coming. Oh, right. He got memed. That's right. He's he is very much memed. He's been memed. All right. So, like I said, five questions. Four okay. of the five are multiple choice. One oh, good. one question is true false. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, Kathleen, take us away. All right. Before changing his name to Luke Cage, what was his name? A. Ron Lucas. B. Carl Lucas. Or C. Lucas Carl. Could you give me the, the choices again, please? A, Ron Lucas, B, Carl Lucas, or C, Lucas Carl? I'm looking for a hint in Frank or Tim's eyes, but I didn't see any, <laughs> I didn't see any movement on anything between you guys. I'm trying to <laughs> You're not giving me any hints. Mm, um. Was, uh, can I ask a question? I mean, was the Morse code out there. Did his parents give him this name, or did this was his born name? Yeah, uh, I believe this is his born name. So, Carl Lucas, 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 uh, Lucas, so Ron, Carl. Luke, a, Ron Lucas, Ron Lucas, yeah, B, Carl Lucas, or C, Lucas Carl. <sighs> a, I'm gonna go with B, Ron, I'm gonna go with Ron. <laughs> No. Is it Carl? Is it Carl? It, it's Carl. It, it is it's Carl. B. Carl. Oh, I, I was trying to emphasize the B. <laughs> Carl is the more chocolatey name, too. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I, was, I just didn't want to go obvious with the chocolatey name Carl. I was like, I'm like, it can't be just Carl. I was like, they named him. Okay. They named him Carl. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. Uh, for question number two, don't worry, okay. you got more chances here. Okay. Uh, true or false, okay. Luke Cage supports the Superhuman Registration Act. You can flip a Registration, what? The registration. The Superhuman Registration Act from the Civil War comic books. Comic book event. Okay. And also led to what was part of the um, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance video games. Yes. Does he support that? Does he support that? I'd say false. You are correct, sir. <laughs> oh, he's got one. He's got one. He's on the board. There we All go. Right. Question three. Okay. Which of these events prompted Miles Morales to use his newfound powers to fight crime. A, 
the death of Peter Parker, B, the death of his mother, or C, the death of his uncle? A, A. Correct. Correct. Yes. yes. All right. We got it. Very good. Yeah, I think I spoiled. I mean, I sort of spoiled it earlier. I held this guy up, and they're just like, "We didn't kill him yet. Don't worry, he's not dead. He can still be in this event. It's fine. Uh, he's only mostly dead. He's only mostly dead." Uh, which okay for question number four? So, okay. he's, so you're two out of three. That's not bad. Question yeah. four: Which of these heroes tried to get Miles Morales to stop calling himself Spider-Man? A. Iron Man. B. Captain America. Or C. Black Panther. Oh. Uh. 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 Oh, 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 uh, 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 I'm going to say Iron Man. Iron Man. All right. Final answer? No. Uh, I'm going uh, uh, to. The power no. of the final answer. I'm going to say it's Captain America. I would say right. that you have earned yourself a mug then. Yes! Captain America. The one with the superiority complex. Yes. Oh, that there was great. Is. All right, last and final question. All right, question five. This person is credited with the inspiration for Miles Morales. A, Barack Obama. B, Donald Glover. Glover. Or C, Gla Glover. Wow, sorry, thank you. <laughs> or C, Danny Glover. Donald. It's actually a trick question. Um, because if you would have said Barack, we would have given it to you. And if you would have said Donald, I would have given it to you. Be so you still get it. So yeah, you still get it. So you get the book. Oh. Yes. You get the book and yes. the coffee mug. Yes. So yeah. In, and then Frank uh, has to live alone in his meme world. Yeah. Back in 2008, when, uh, when Obama was, was, uh, elected president, uh, Stan Lee and some of the, the guys at Marvel said, you know, well, if a black man can be president, why can't we do this with Spider-Man? And then in 2012, Donald Glover made a big push to get involved with the Miles yeah. Morales story. So, and that's when it came, uh, you know, even a little hard charged more into light. So, yeah, that's that's why I went with that's why I went with B. Yeah, absolutely. Good Both job. answers are right. All right, so you got four out of five. You had to work yes. for a couple of them. I feel much better about this quiz than I did the other ones. Um, right, the other ones have been some serious softball questions. I, I've been I've been told that I write too easy of questions. Uh, oh, this so was I, good. This was good. Well, thank you. I tried. All right. So four out of five. So after we say goodbye to our guests, stick around a moment. We'll get all your shipping information and, and make sure that we can. We, we really do want to send you those. Those aren't just for show. <laughs> all right. OG, thank you so much for being oh, on the funny science fiction podcast today. We Where can people <laughs> find all about all your previous work and what you're doing right now? Um, You can follow me, OG Banks. O-G-I-E, Banks, B-A-N-K-S. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, you can Google me. <laughs> Just type my little O-G-I-E, Banks, in the Google. And uh, the Google search. And <laughs> you can see my images, my interviews, my pictures. Oh, I said pictures. I said that already. You can see my list of accomplishments. <laughs> you can... You can see it all there. Oh, uh, <laughs> Disclaimer, the Funny Science Fiction Podcast does not condone Googling people. <laughs> we, we consider that to be a light stalking, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Unless you put the pretty bow on it and call it research. <laughs> That's there right. You there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we will make sure that we put your Instagram name in our description for the people who can find you and we will kindly remind them awesome. that they can use google thank you <laughs> all right and we also want to remind everybody that subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests like og banks today and co-hosts like frank duran to come on and, and play along with us so you guys get funny moments to listen to so please subscribe it's going to help us well more than you can ever imagine 
And be sure to go check out OG's work. And trust me, just when you think that you've discovered all he's done, there's plenty more to find. Mm -hmm. And uh, go check out The Warp Shelf. That's Frank's uh, podcast. I'm a subscriber. I love his show. Please go check it out. If you like deep dives and comedy, um, you know, it's a comedy show. It's a geek show like ours, but there's a lot there's a lot to laugh about on that show as well. So go, <laughs> go check it out. And as a reminder, if you are not happy with the content of our videos, all you have to do is submit in triplicate, of course, to the head of our complaint department, Claude Wolf of the Monster High. <laughs> and he will handle this in the most monster way possible. He, of course, refuses to tell us what that is, Apparently, that's on a monster need-to-know status, and we're not monsters. We're just nerds with a podcast, apparently. But I'm sure it'll be handled. Most likely. Thank you. Thanks again, OG. Thank you so much. Awesome! <laughs> Thank you, OG. Thank you so much for being a guest on Funny Science Fiction. Thanks, guys. Take care. Goodbye, right. everyone, and thank you for watching. Bye, everybody. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Red Shirt Crewman number 42. He'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and steps in front of a green goblin hand grenade in a foolish attempt to protect Miles Morales, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope. Because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund had his back and the aglet off his right work boot. Now, speaking of sponsors and show partners, uh, check out this super cool short video from our good friends over at Level Up Lightsaber. Yep, still not old. Still no, like that never, never gonna get old. I don't think. All right, and we will include a link for our our, our affiliate store uh, down in the comments below. Please check it out and go go get yourself a lightsaber from Level Up. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi. Or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Copyright 2020 by Drayton Allen. Original music by Jordan Michaels. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of or by funny science fiction or its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at DraytonAllen at DraytonAllen.com.